2: Or, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, she call me something maybe slightly more endearing than man. You
2: know, dad, why not dad? What know? was
0: the character in Ah uh, uh, Animaniacs? Brain. The n- Buttons and Mindy. She never oh, called her Lady. 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 lady yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Call me, call me, mommy. Call me mom. Just don't call me Lady. Okay, Lady, I love
2: you. Goodbye. Such <laughs> a you, goodbye a a Nowadays, don't know about Animaniacs. Well, I show them to my classic. Mine. I show mine too. Yes. And like, uh,
1: Truly great. Mm. The guy uh, Rob Paulson, who yeah. does the voice of uh, ya- Yakko, yeah. Wacko Wacko. Uh, did the, the country song? Uh, where all the countries of the world can oh, yes. <laughs> still do it from memory, which really? I find absolutely fascinating. I don't know how; like, I couldn't memorize that if you gave me twenty years to try to do it. That's I, I'd That's up. But if you yeah.
0: could, think of how well you would have done in geography. Not that you would have known where they were. Voice
1: actor, yeah, that's <sighs> true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, me doing voiceover work is I fumble the same line ten times and then cut together the best parts. I
0: never do that. Now yes. I just yeah. have to yes, filter out your S's. Oh stop it. <laughs> S- stop. Yes. I Yeah, I yeah. do. I did I, I put I a
1: hard a little DSer little on her.
0: <laughs>
1: it's For a some reason de-whistler. that sounds terrible, yeah.
0: doesn't
1: it? Put a hard DSer on you? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds like a wrestling move or something. I don't know.
0: <gasps> oh, it's a DSer. <laughs> this is how serious we are on the podcast.
2: This is how serious we are at rehearsals. Right? It's the same.
0: Okay, so tell me. Mark Lomax. I am so glad that you're here. I cannot tell you the number of people that are like, you need to get Mark Lomax. But really? I'm like, yes, I know. I'm That's trying. Cool. We just have schedules that. <laughs> are impossible.
2: Serial killer person. Mark Lomax. Yeah. On Always on episode. the go, on the hunt. Well, I
0: mean, if you're a serial killer, that's a lot of work. <laughs> it is.
2: You have yeah. to stalk people, mm-hmm. you have to learn their habits mm-hmm. and then, you know, you have to wait for the right time. You yeah. know a
0: little too much more mm-hmm. about this. It's, sure. ju- it's like
2: being a jazz musician. <laughs> 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 that's how you well, get work. You have to stalk clubs okay. and venues and, you know.
0: That is yeah. a phenomenal branch between the two. It's, it's,
2: that's a what my pretty weird does. analogy, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Would you put that on a business
2: card
0: like which one do you want tonight
2: folks stalking a venue near you
0: (laughs) okay well
2: (laughs) yeah so things are nuts
0: yeah
2: yeah between Amira's schedule right um, she's in Pippin. She sang at Carnegie Hall this past weekend. Oh, no big fire. deal. Oh, oh, that, yeah. place? oh that, that place? Oh, I've heard of Up Carnegie, the street. whatever. Yes. You know. Oh, my gosh. We'll and, uh, lose Carnegie Hall.
0: Amira right? is yeah. 17?
2: 17. Are you joking? Holy cow. Yeah.
0: I met her when she was 13. Really? 12 or 13, I think. Oh, my goodness. Yeah.
2: Were you all in a show
0: together? No, is I worked that? at CCT. Oh,
2: you worked at CCT. I okay. helped
0: corrupt her young mind. Thank <laughs> you. You're
2: welcome. <laughs> no, seriously, like... <laughs> She won't listen to us.
0: No, she she won't. And you know, yeah.
2: she won't listen to man. She won't listen to man. <laughs> we were just talking the Amir. You know.
0: Is it both daughters call you man? Both, yes. Have they always?
2: Yes. <laughs> and, you, you could know.
0: probably change
2: that. I tried. Um, no. You know, when they came out of the womb, I said,
0: "Hi, I'm daddy." Like so, I said, "Man."
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so you went to New York. Yeah. For the Carnegie Hall trip.
2: So it, it was coincidental. I did an interview for uh, what is it called, Voice of America. Okay. The um, it's an international radio it. show. Yeah. It's like PBS for yeah. the world. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was Saturday. Oh no and big then deal there. The concert She's was smart. Sunday. <laughs> it just kind of lined up. Okay. You know. Uh, was... So I was going to be there anyway. Okay. And the fact that her concert was that weekend, we made it a family trip.
0: For, what so, was the Carnegie Hall
2: concert? It was a choir festival. Okay. Oh wow. Uh, so she like goes to Columbus or? School for, International. She yeah. go to she goes to Columbus School for Girls. Mm-hmm. Both actually, Layla yeah. and Amira. Okay. And uh, their top choir at the school is called Grace Notes, and they won uh, a choir competition, I guess, oh or they gosh. scored very high. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was a literal competition or they were just scored. You know, <laughs> uh, in in a. Um, like a performance. Yeah. And they were invited to <sighs> this uh, festival. Uh, they had choirs there from Canada and a few other places around oh the world, I think. And um, it was great. They She was literally in Pippin Thursday night. Yeah. Excuse me. And her choir mates came mm-hmm. to see the show. Mm-hmm. And then they were at the airport early Friday morning Such in crazy. New York rehearsing. They saw um, Mean Girls. Did they like it? Mm-hmm. They loved it. Okay. And then they were rehearsing all day Saturday, and then rehearsed Sunday afternoon. Choir concert was Sunday night. Okay. Did you choir. guys?
0: And you guys made a family trip out of it.
2: Then we did. Did you see so, anything else? Uh, well, uh, Layla and Ruth, my wife, uh-huh. got to see the Color Factory, which is a really cool. I heard of that? Um, is it a museum? museum? Yeah. yeah, it's like a museum slash interactive gallery. gallery. Yeah. How
0: old is your other daughter? Ten
2: never met mm. her she's our visual artist okay so, so that's her gig yep she doesn't listen to us either you know my kids so <laughs> my know. wife was a theater person yeah she is, she is. technically but because she's momager mm. yeah you know yeah um she was in ruby bridges uh oh, yeah, cct with okay. yeah with amira when she was ruby mm, so that gosh. was cool but you know she says it's too difficult to f- worry about lines yeah. and, and lunches yeah. you know what i mean and
0: driving i'm and sure all, all of it as much as you yeah, is Amira driving yet? Amira is. So we need to stay off the sidewalks. Oh, she's <laughs> doing kidding, great. Amira, Although she? when I taught her
2: how to drive, she ran over my foot.
0: Are you serious? She
2: did. It didn't hurt, but I made a but big you're gonna, deal about it. Oh, on yeah. To oh that yeah. As yeah.
0: Amira, this is now recorded. for <laughs> eternity. Well, now we
1: have to cut that part out. <laughs> we're gonna ruin your leverage.
2: This is man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you ran over man's foot. Yeah. You, you hurt. hurt
2: man's foot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, between Amira's schedule yeah. and and she's already looking at being in West Side Story or something else that's yeah, coming up. Yeah. Uh, and Layla's schedule now, you know, she's got birthday parties tonight yeah. and hmm. we're doing the sleep out to um, support the Huckleberry House, oh, uh, cool. which is fighting yeah. to end youth homelessness. Nice. So we're doing that down at Kosai tonight. And then tomorrow, there's a daddy-daughter dance. And I'm sorry, all this you stuff. are so
0: bored. Is there anything I, that we can... <laughs>
2: you know, I need a pillow. If, if I could get a pillow, that would be yeah. great.
0: Is the sleep out does it just go overnight tonight then? Yes. Or is it all week? Okay. It's just tonight. Very cool. hmm Will you sleep?
2: You know, I don't know. Okay. We're supposed to bring a sleeping bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you out gonna, or in we're a We're t- out out.
0: Okay.
2: Um, I think there's like a canopy type yeah. thing. But we couldn't bring our own tents. Because cool. it's supposed That's to simulate, yeah. you know, yeah. the experience right. of a for real homeless person. Yeah. yeah. Who's not able to get into shelters and right. things like that. And specifically with Huckleberry House... You know, they're supporting young people mm-hmm. hmm. who often don't feel comfortable yeah. in the adult shelter system right. and, yeah. and end up on the street yeah. or um I don't even know if this is worse, but if not right. on the street, then in a less safe yeah. Yeah. home or, or shelter type was, place. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's important wow. uh, to really be engaged in yeah. that. Way.
0: Are you guys yeah. all doing it?
2: Uh, Ruth and, uh, and Layla have been sick. They've had fevers, Ooh, so they got, got out. out night they too. got out of it. Yeah. But Amira will stop by after the show, <laughs> and I'll be there for as long as possible. I can. Mm. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna try to make it all night, but we don't know. Yeah, you know.
0: That's cool. But the conversations, I'm sure that you have. Oh yeah. There, how many people do it? Do you know?
2: Uh, there's going. There's over a hundred that signed oh, up and registered. Wow. Have to
0: tell me about so. that next year. I would I would love to do that. I will. Yeah.
2: You know, they love it and they probably even love the coverage because yeah. they're doing great yeah, work. Absolutely. You yeah. know, our community got a uh significant like three million dollar grant to work it's the Youth Homelessness Development Project. Okay. I think mm. it's called Y H D P. Okay. Okay. And uh this is my Columbus Foundation hat on now. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Um, and we're working uh, with several partners, including Huck House and mm-hmm. Community Shelter Board, mm-hmm. and you know all kinds of community yeah. Star House, okay. mm-hmm. uh, to really put a plan together to effectively end youth homelessness. And Absolutely. what that means is we can't control whether or not someone becomes homeless, mm-hmm. but once they present, yeah. then we can have infrastructure in yeah. place to get them, you know, safely housed. Are
0: they building a new shelter. Yeah, but um, it's not
2: enough, unfortunately. Is and
0: it? Is it a men's shelter?
2: I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember which. Uh, I, I can't. I should know this. Mm. This right. is, you know, it's this okay. Friday and I'm I know. four o'clock still drinking <laughs> Drink coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really wake up until eight.
0: That's well, you're a jazz musician. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. It's better than you like, oh, I can't make it past six. And I work at jazz club. Ooh. <laughs> I'm actually sleeping when I
2: Yeah, that, that nine to five is hard.
0: Yeah. But <laughs> there. That's good, though. You know, yeah.
2: you, you have to pay for school. Yeah. No, it's yeah.
0: super cool you're doing that tonight. Yeah. I used to work with um, Homeless Families Foundation. Okay, yeah. I worked in the in the Dowd Center, working with the kiddos. So that's cool, yeah. That's where I learned never fart in front of children.
2: Oh, no. You, you shouldn't. The oh. hard way. Yeah. Yeah. I learned that at uh, <laughs> Boys and Girls Clubs. <laughs>
0: I'm so glad Somebody thing. else says, not yeah. it. fart
2: <laughs> <laughs> It's not even just the immediate embarrassment <laughs> oh, that no, they put it, you it through. Continues. It never stops. Yeah.
0: What happened? Yeah. I mean, I, I realize I know how flatulence works, but <laughs> did they call? Like, was it in a big room? Or <laughs> sorry, <Mark. laughs>
1: tell me about <laughs> your oh, fart.
0: <laughs>
2: Why not? It's the Friday. one time I farted. <laughs> <laughs> the, in only my life. Time. the only <laughs> time. Yeah. Yeah. only time. You know, you do things. Uh, I worked with teenagers. Oh. and teenagers are too cool for the room. Oh, absolutely, You're, yeah. And particularly the kids I worked with in Milo Grogan. I mean, they mm-hmm. love me, I love them, yeah. but at that time we were getting to know each mm. other. I had just started at the club, and nobody would talk to me. Mm. I mean, it took months for some of the kids to really just yeah. realize that I was going to be there and cared okay. about yeah. them, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't get embarrassed. Yeah. I mean, I've been on stage way too long right. for that. And uh, so I walked in the room, and the kids were acting funky. And I told them, I said, you all are acting funky. You don't want to do your homework. You don't want to you know, engage in programming. Mm-hmm. So here's what I think about that. And, you know, <laughs> and then nice from then done. on, it was just like, not only is Mr. Mark crazy, but he will fart on you. Fart on you. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> a power <laughs> move. Is what but it is. I got him to talk it's to yeah. me. Yeah. There you, you go. Know?
0: You, so, you level the playing field. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. Farts
1: breaking barriers. They do. It's yeah. an icebreaker. Yeah. There you
0: it's go. <laughs> <funny> t-shirts. <Ice> <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
1: a windbreaker?
2: <laughs> a oh, windbreaker. I was, I was trying oh, to figure that know. one out, but it, it yeah. wasn't coming to me. Great. Yeah. Yeah. There's two dads in here. <laughs> in I'm an origins.
1: ad man. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're a
0: dad joke.
1: Yeah. you dad man. Yep. Oh my gosh. You, my, <laughs> you'd be shocked how often those two things overlap. No. Win friends by breaking wind. <laughs> yes.
2: There oh. you go. <laughs> or while breaking. No, you well, know. Whilst. <laughs> whilst. <laughs> 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 Mine was uh, second and
0: third graders. Oh. And it was accidental. We were sitting on the ground and I had to stand up and just.
2: You just pushed it on out.
0: And they were like, oh, Miss Crystal farted. And
2: it was, just, it was like, guys,
0: it's natural. That's right. Everybody does it. They're like, I don't do it. <laughs> so meanwhile, I mean, it was, the, of course, the end of the day. And I thought, no big deal. It's the end of the day. No. No, Uh-oh. they told the center director. They told every other teacher on the yeah. way out, the bus and drivers on, on the weeks. way home. Yeah. Miss Crystal farted.
2: And <laughs> then months later, they'll say, remember when? Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Goodness gracious. So anyway, Beyond mm-hmm. Farting.
2: Beyond Farting. That's uh, the name of my next album. <laughs> Beyond Farting. Mark Lomax, Beyond Farting. It's going to be an ASMR kind of thing. A what? Mm-hmm. ASMR.
0: All I heard is ASMR. <laughs> See? See?
2: You get it. You get it. Man. <laughs> just
1: reverted to a 12-year-old. You're like, ass. Reverted. Yeah. No, no,
0: okay. no, no, no. It's always there. Mm. So, grown okay. up
2: to... No.
0: No, that's not... A, no, mm. I don't do
2: that
0: either. So you have been playing. How long?
2: I started when I was two and became professional at 12. I have pictures to prove it.
0: Are you serious?
2: Mm-hmm. What do you play? I'm a drummer and composer. Wow. Two? Yeah.
0: What do you do at two? Oh,
2: I was I was playing. farting at two. I was, I was farting also. <laughs> <laughs> so I had the good fortune, I guess, of growing up uh, around a lot of music. Okay. Uh, my parents were, um, what's the best way to put it? So my mother started the gospel choir at Virginia Tech. Okay,
0: very good.
2: And cool. my dad was the chaplain. Oh,
0: wow.
2: And so... are
0: you? So you grew up in Virginia
2: then? No, I actually no. grew up in Columbus. We moved here when I was two.
0: Okay. Because uh, okay, my dad did grad
2: school at Trinity uh, Lutheran Seminary.
0: Okay. Cap- that's capital, That's right? capital. Okay. Yep.
2: My wife's alma mater. So I say oh, very capital. But I like Beth <laughs> Paul, the new president. So I now... I went Say, to Autobine, so we also. Well, oh, Autobine. Mean, I'm you not know. turning my
0: nose up. <laughs> 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 okay,
2: um, so you were two. So I was two. And um, because my mother was not just writing music, but performing, I was just yeah. around it. And I right. got to play in church because my dad was a preacher mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's me at two. Well, on oh my Muppets God. drum set. Can we
0: link that on yeah, when we I'll post it. this? That's oh my
2: amazing. gosh. I've already that's shared awesome. it, so it's not embarrassing. Okay, good. And that's four with the new drum set. How did you you know
0: how did you learn so that age?
2: I, I don't natural. know that I learned. I, I've always I don't ever remember learning the instrument.
0: It just came to you know, it yeah. just
2: was something I could do. I don't okay. remember learning how to write music either. Yeah. It was just something that's there. I remember though the first time. I had an idea and I was like, I've never heard that before. Huh. You know? Yeah. And I went to the piano and I figured it out. Oh my I was gosh. like, I think I just wrote a song. Like <gasps> it was the first time I had completed. How old
0: were you then? Do you remember? I was
2: 14. Okay. Or 15. But I, that didn't mean I liked it. Right. It was just. You just
0: could, it was just an ability. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Um, but she, with my mom's involvement with gospel choirs uh-huh. and writing music for uh, children's choirs and yeah. all that kind of stuff and um her needing me to do the arrangements and things like that i mean when you're a preacher's kid yeah if they don't have anybody to do the thing you, you are do the thing. doing it. you're doing you know the thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so i learned how to do the thing mm. and um i had access to a piano at my dad's church and i learned not a great piano player but i learned enough yeah. about harmony yeah. and right. how it works well if you've to, already got the ear for it too. Yeah. exactly mm-hmm. and so and then uh fictive ken my uncle raymond is a gospel composer uh among other things yeah he's written operas and stuff like that <laughs> but his primary focus is gospel music he's okay. written over 600 pieces of music wow. so he has a choir called race productions choir and i remember we were twi- probably 12 or 13 yeah. and they would rehearse into the wee hours of the night and i always wanted to go to rehearsal because we didn't have to go to bed early
0: uh-huh, right well, so we'd
2: be is. in rehearsal and i would run from the room where they were singing to the room where the other piano was and try to figure out the chords, oh mm. and and yeah. that's how I, you know, started figuring it out. Wow, you know, Goodness it just—gracious. I don't want to say it was natural because once to, you, it, you realize yeah. that it's there, yeah, you have to cultivate and right. craft it into yeah. a skill. Yeah, yeah, you know, so it was definitely a gift kind of thing yeah. that Absolutely. we noticed. Yeah, and here's the kicker: at twelve, mm-hmm. when I started playing at churches and getting paid, mm-hmm. I realized that I didn't have to ask mom for. Stuff like video games. Oh, there you and go. so I figured, yeah. this is there's something here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's there something there. So I'm going to keep there doing that we... thing. Yeah. You know,
0: where did your dad preach? uh
2: So here he did his associate pastoring at Bethany Presbyterian Church. Okay. Which okay. is literally right up the street from the Lincoln Theater. Uh huh. Sits right behind uh, King Arts Complex. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then uh he got called to a church in North Carolina. Wow. Uh, Davidson, North Carolina, okay. uh, which is Davidson Presbyterian Church, which now sits across from one of my favorite breweries Okay, that's housed in a warehouse that we used to play in. It was in ba- abandoned in the 80s. Oh uh, Noda Beer North Davidson okay. Beer Company huh. is right across okay. the street from the church. Ooh. And so my parents did not go there together. So that was the end of that. Really? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah.
0: So where did you go to high school then? Because you were here.
2: Yeah, I was here. I went to Brookhaven High School. Okay. Okay. It was my home school. Yeah. But uh, Fort Hayes uh, okay. for arts. For arts. Mm-hmm.
0: And cl- music. Music, I'm mm-hmm. assuming. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did mm-hmm. ballet. Um, at Fort
2: Hayes? <laughs> you no, know, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> she she, I'm she definitely didn't do ballet. Because that was the next room over. That's what I was like. <laughs> she
0: definitely did not do <laughs>
2: ballet. <laughs> no, I only dance at weddings. Yeah, I hear that. And I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> After a few. <laughs> right? Um,
0: <clears throat> more than a few. Um, so did you end up going to college here?
2: Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I, I had to go to Ohio State. And I say that because I wanted to move to Chicago okay. and uh, my parents weren't talking mm-hmm. and uh, I wanted to go to, to DePaul. I got in yeah. on a 50% scholarship and at wow. that time it was over $40,000 already and this was the yeah. late 90s. Yeah. My mother was like, oh, heck no, I'm not doing uh-huh. that. Yeah. Come to find out 20 years later that it's a Presbyterian college. Mm-hmm. My father's a Presbyterian pastor gotten- and I could have gotten the rest of that scholarship. Oh, you know. oh man. Yeah. But, um, but so things, things yeah, happen, right? Right, right. So, uh, in not getting to go there, I decided mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna to go to college. Okay. And at that time, OSU started after uh, Memorial, Labor Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, they
0: were on quarters. They were on quarters.
2: Yeah. And so, August came around, and I got a call from Dr. Ted McDaniels, who's over the jazz program then. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, Your dad said you need to get your ass in here. <laughs> And I said, why? Ouch. He's like, we got some papers. We've got some papers for you to sign. I said, wow. like, okay, whatever. That's how I started at OSU.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. And
2: I had a scholarship and everything, but I didn't want to be there. So I yeah. dropped out twice. Okay. And it took me 10 years to finish undergrad. Yeah. And then, um, you know, my wife, well, what made me finish was Amira. Okay. Because I was touring with Marlon Jordan uh, in New Orleans oh, at gosh. that point. Um, and she was born in 01, mm. October, and we were on our way to Japan. And my wife said, if you miss the birth of this child, you need to learn Japanese because you're not coming home. Oh, you know, just stay <laughs> where you're safe <laughs> over there. So, oh, well. you know, given my parents had split up and yeah. my dad was busy going all over the world, being Dr. Mark Lomax, the theologian and all this mm-hmm. other kind of stuff and understanding what that did to me right. as a kid, Yeah, uh, I came home. And that's when I decided, you know, I would finish everything. Okay, and I did at OSU, okay. so it was by default; it wasn't yeah. a choice. Yeah. Yeah. Wow,
0: but I mean, you were playing professionally all through that time, then. Anyway, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. When did you? I had to. Who did you first start touring with? Like, what was your first?
2: Gospel groups.
0: The gospel groups mm-hmm. when you were younger, mm-hmm. and then in college, and those those years in between there, like, were you just all over the nation? Just I was
2: different? everywhere. Yeah, Whoever I was wanted playing. To hire you for... I played in a rock band okay. called Moonshine.
0: Okay. <laughs> That was a sober (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. And and we did covers like every... It was so weird now that I think about it. Dave Matthews, ACDC. It was like 98,
0: 99.
2: When did you graduate high school? 97. Okay. Um, I had my own group. Yeah. We put out... I put out my first album in 99. What
0: was it?
2: It was called Blacklisted. Okay. So uh, that's not the record I wanted to make. Yeah. I had gotten a commission when I was 18, my first commission for uh, Juneteenth Festival. Uh And um, I wrote a piece called Tales of the the Black Experience. Okay. Um, And it was good, I thought, anyway. Yeah. And so I saved up my little monies (laughs) and uh, hired a studio. Do you remember Thornapple Studio? It used to be on Westerville Road in the back of a strip mall. Like, it was, I don't know if it was a UDF or something, something like that like a drugstore, and if you go around the corner, there was this door with no sign. Sounds familiar. And that was mm-hmm. Thorn Apple. Okay. recording uh, studio then. Yeah, it was a recording okay. studio. So I actually paid for studio time wow. and hired musicians, and the music uh, I thought was good enough to you know invest in. Yeah. And the bass player at the time said the music was too hard huh. and put the bass down, packed it up, and left the studio. And we only got two or three tracks out of it, and I had paid like $500. Oh. And couldn't salvage it because I didn't know that many. Too hard isn't too complicated. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh wow. Not yeah.
0: a hard sound. It was literally he couldn't keep up. It was
2: difficult. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Me. And so you know, You're like I'm sorry. What you do you do? <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? You know. Oh, geez. Um. And so I found. It took a while, but I found another bass player. Mm-hmm. And uh this time I hedged. Instead of dedicating the studio time to that one piece, mm. uh, my brother and I, my brother's a saxophone player, okay. uh, we wrote five other tunes just to kind of yeah. have us throwaways right. just in case. Mm. And we got Tales of the Black Experience recorded. It was a marathon. All my mm. sessions are weird like that. Just mm. we're in the studio all day. Just it was 10, in. 12 hours. Mm. And at the end of the last piece, Anson, the trumpet player, was like, "I'm done. I can't play another note." His lips were swollen, oh, sure. you yeah. know, because we had been playing literally all day in a friend of ours garage. He had the uh, older version of um, what was it called, Digital Performer, and okay. we were in his garage. He had all the chords going through the door, <laughs> and it, it was it was hood um, to say the least. That's how we start. Um, that is, <laughs> yeah. And we got a great take of Tales of the Black Experience, okay. but the thought was, the piece was heavy you know, in terms of the historical component yeah. and all this other yeah. kind of stuff. And we should put out something lighter as our first album. So that ended up being blacklisted. Okay. okay. And it was uh, three compositions by me, two by my brother with um, Scott Woods mm-hmm. and Vernell Bristol as okay. poets who were on there. Oh, wow. So we released that in 99. Okay. And I still, while we had a clean take of To mm-hmm. um, Be, Tales of the Black Experience, mm-hmm. it wasn't in my mind what, I Thought it should sound like okay. because I had templates of other musicians right. in my head, yeah, like Max Roach's percussion bittersweet, uh, where it's uh, the same almost the same configuration except we didn't have a trombone, uh, we had alto saxophone, tenor saxophone, trumpet, bass, drums, and percussion, okay. And Max had that plus the trombone, okay. And um, I had these other sounds in my head. So I hadn't really focused on what my sound was. Yeah. So I paid for more studio time, this time taking the whole band in 2000 to New York to oh, record wow. at CCNY. Okay. And again, another marathon session, yeah. we get it all done. And by this time I'm like, I have to put it out. Mm-hmm. And so it took three years really uh, from 98 ish yeah. to 2001 when I finally released what should have been my first album to really learn how to make an album. Right, you know? right. And now, you know, January, I put 12 albums out in one day. 12, yeah. Holy shnikes. Yeah, that makes 40. 12 in one day? hmm Full wow. albums? Full. Wow. Yeah, the how shortest you- one is 25 minutes long. The longest one is 82 minutes long. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it's eight hours and 38 minutes of music total.
0: How long does it take you to record all
2: that? Three years. Well, okay. Wow. So we started, I started composing in 2016. Okay. And, um, you know, studio time for something like that is astronomical. Right. So I ended up buying about $10,000 worth of recording equipment. Right. And I recorded half of it myself.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And because it's like all encompassing you talk about obsessive yeah like that's all i could think about all i could talk about you look Mm -hmm. at notes and i'm just scribbling 400 and the names of all the albums like it was just in my head and uh had talked it up enough that i got some support from the wexner center and that's how i became their resident artist for this year and because of that support i was able to finish so what we ended up doing (laughs) Uh (laughs) because i'm not a recording engineer i'm a drummer (laughs) yeah right and of the six that i had recorded on my own Four of them were clean enough that we ended up using, but two weren't. The music was gosh. great, but yeah. with all the phasing issues and all that kind of stuff, I didn't know how to fix all of that post production. Mm. So I used support from the Wax to have a, a four day marathon session. We recorded seven and a half albums in four days. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So, were yep. you
0: just, did you just pass out right
2: after? No, that? I went to work the next day. Of course you did. Because I had to be you there, you know what I mean? That's what you do, you yeah. know. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we were in the studio for eight to ten hours a day, oh, right. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Friday, I was at work.
0: Oh my gosh, what do you do during the day?
2: I work at the Columbus Foundation okay. and we make grants.
0: You do make grants. Mm-hmm. I just did the flood with Opa Columbus. Oh, cool, so yeah, we,
2: we supported that. All yeah. All that, yeah, <laughs> I was there. Did you I enjoy was there. It, it was cool. It's yeah,
0: different.
2: it was. It it was funny how many people didn't put things together, and so at the end when they mm-hmm. found out the family, yeah, it was yeah. like, yeah, duh.
0: <laughs> yes, but you are a little more inclined to understand. Well, that kind of, you're, you've maybe. been through a little more of the stage than some people That's true. probably have. You That's know? true.
2: But the score was great. Yeah. I think uh, Kareem, Kareem. Mm-hmm. Fujiwara mm-hmm. did a fantastic job, and I love Pro Musica. You know, mm-hmm. so and. In the pit from Pro Musica that mm-hmm. night was Cora. Okay. Uh, Kuyven Hoven, okay. I think is how you pronounce her last name. Sorry, Cora. <laughs> um, she's a cellist okay. in an ensemble called um, Uccelli, the Columbus Quartet. Ooh, and part of the 12 albums, which is called 400 and an African Epic, yeah. was yeah, written for Uccelli. Wow! So there are four women, yeah, who happen to also be cellists. Okay. and I wrote a piece called Four Women," riffing off of the Nina Simone uh-huh. track, and yeah. each movement is written for a different woman in African American history. So oh my gosh! Cool. See, that's the full circle. That, that is so beautiful. Good.
0: Kevin Bacon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we just Kevin Bacon music in Columbus. Mm-hmm. I'm so mm-hmm. excited! <laughs> wow, what what are your favorite? Who are your influences?
2: Uh, I'm sure there's a couple in, in, in <laughs> what way
0: in any well, you get in the car who do you listen to I don't okay is that the only quiet time you have or are you still composing mm-hmm. in your head
2: I, you know I don't know um, when I first started driving I got a kick out of um, talk radio okay so I rarely I mean I've had periods of time where yeah. I listened or needed to because I was learning music right. on the way to the performance yeah, where yeah, I had to play it yeah Um still have a tendency to do that sometimes yeah um but i like driving without listening to anything okay you know so my wife she looks at me like i'm crazy i'll drive all the way to atlanta where my dad lives and Mm. not have musical on one time wow Wow. um but when i need some inspiration Mm -hmm. i listen to a lot of different stuff so um uh kid jordan who is an avant-garde saxophone player? Okay. Uh, the father of Marlon Jordan, okay. who we were on the road with in yeah. the early 2000s. That was in New Orleans. Um, mm-hmm. Uh huh. Okay. Uh huh. He's an amazing thinker okay. and improviser. Mm. Um, and can call him up and just ask him a question, and he's he doesn't give you the answer, but he says whatever. I don't, it's magic. Like, he doesn't huh. answer you, but he answers you. Does he, he helps get you unlock. to the
0: answer? Yeah. Okay, so we you ask to, the you moving go. questions. Exactly, Okay. exactly.
2: Um, and uh, so I, I check him out. Um, mm-hmm. I like hip hop. Mm-hmm. So who have I been listening to there? Yeah. Um, uh, Black Thought and KRS-One and stuff like that. I I don't really dig the newer stuff, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but because I have kids, yeah. I listen to you it. Yeah, to like new. yeah you know, you have yeah. to be into right. it at some level. Yeah. Um, uh, Lupe Fiasco put out a record last year called Drogas Wave, mm-hmm. which was really interesting in terms of artistic concept. OK. That because I was in the throes of finishing the 400. <laughs> yeah. Was inspiring in terms of, you know, thought over a large period of time. Right. You know, for him, right. I think it's two or three CDs. Uh-huh. It's two CDs, but for hip hop, that's a lot. That's a lot, you know. Yeah. And everything kind of progresses along the storyline, so it was cool to okay. check that out. Okay. Um, Composers, um, I like Hannibal Lacumbe, who was here. Oh, uh, it was a while ago, about oh mm-hmm. six, I think, working with the Columbus Symphony, okay, uh, with his piece, piece "African Portraits." Mm-hmm. Um. He's also a, a jazz trumpet player mm. who worked with Pharoah Sanders and other okay. people like that who are inspira- inspiring musicians. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like Florence Price's music, and there's a resurgence of her work mm-hmm. uh, now. And in fact, I just facilitated or curated rather a concert uh, that included her music at the WEX Sunday. But I was in New York, so I couldn't be here to hear it. <laughs> okay. um, we had Karen Walwyn, Dr. Karen Walwyn, in. she teaches at Hampton University. Uh, Where is, that? is she at Hampton? Maybe she's at Howard. Hampton's in Virginia, Howard's in DC. Okay. I think she's in DC at okay. Howard. But she's a classical pianist and composer herself. Mm-hmm. But she's uh, touring a program of um, her work and Florence Price's work, which is oh, really wow. cool. Huh. Uh, and Dr. Tim Holly, Timothy Holly from North Carolina Central University, which is in Durham, North Carolina. Uh-huh. Mm. He came and he played the work of Trevor Weston, who's a fantastic contemporary composer, okay. uh, who teaches at Drew University. Mm. Um, he played some of my work and I think he played mm. uh Adolphus Hillstork, okay. who's another fantastic African American composer out of I think he's in Virginia. Yeah. Mm. Um is it and then R and B, you yeah. gotta have that soul music. Right. Well, yeah. You know? Yeah. From Sam Cooke and Marvin Gaye yeah. to Aretha Franklin and Layla Hathaway and you know, nice. all of it.
0: Who did you grow? I mean, I know you grew up with gospel music, mm-hmm. but was there other music that the family listened to? Like
2: so my mom loved Ken, Ken, Kenny G. Really? Uh, it's hard to say that. Right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but that I mean, Kenny he's too. uber
0: talented. Yeah. You got to lay it out. He is. I know there's other people that talented. are more, but. Well, no,
2: he can play <laughs> the horn. He had horn, a lot you know? of
0: hair. Let's just go ahead still. and do Does he still have and a his hair? His kid
2: has a lot of hair, too. Uh, there was a meme up that I saw this week. His son plays guitar. They have the same hair. Really? I'm like, who's your stylist? Like, can we you not? know that. We're just, we're still doing that? <laughs> That's, we,
0: That's still a thing. Hey,
1: you know, whatever. works. If his son isn't named Lenny, I'm gonna be.
0: <laughs>
2: so, Lenny G.
1: Yeah. What? Oh my God. Kenny <laughs> and Lenny G. Right. It's a G family. It's I wouldn't the even G. go to
2: school if that and was his name. his wife
1: is Jenny. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> <sorry.
2: You're> <laughs> just going all the Ooh, way around. Yeah. Oh my God. Penny G. So she listened <laughs> to Kenny G. So you know, and and her um, long time boyfriend who is. They're not together now, but I consider him like my stepdad, my dad. He liked uh, smooth jazz also, but Mm -hmm. more musical, I guess, Mm -hmm. in the sense that it wasn't gimmicky. Not as mainstream. Um, Yeah. uh, Marcus Miller, Mm -hmm. who produced for Aretha Franklin and Luther Vandross and Miles Davis. Mm -hmm. Uh, Amandala and Tutu, those records Miles did in the 80s, Marcus uh, produced. Um, and so I still love Marcus Miller. I l- actually learned how to put a record together by studying m- how Marcus produces mm-hmm. albums, you know, because a lot of the work I've done. I mean, yeah, I've put out 40 records on my own, but nobody really cares about that. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the the work I get is arranging other people's albums. Okay. And, you know, so I arrange for my mom. I've arranged for friends. I've arranged for, you know. What A goes into
0: that, though? I mean, it's there's an aspect of storytelling in there somewhere.
2: Yeah. Right. To me, it's all about the story. Right. Right. And so you you have to figure out the story the artist wants to tell.
0: Okay.
2: And how they want to tell it. Yeah. You know, yeah. some some folks are all about, you know, rainbows. And so you want the music Kenny to James. reflect. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, that's the thing, you know, yeah. in, in doing kids music. You know, I realized having worked with kids all, uh, mm-hmm. again yeah. that kids don't want to be treated like kids necessarily. Excuse me. And they really are little human beings, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. Right. But we don't, as adults, always treat them as human beings. Yeah. We treat them like they're kids. Right. And so my mom and others that I've arranged for in that kind of children's gospel music space mm-hmm. really dug the fact that I made arrangements that made the kids feel like they were singing adult music. Yeah. All, even though the text itself was kid appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Uh, but still capturing, you know, the huh. sound and voice that they wanted. Right. You know, is appealing, important. Appealing mm-hmm.
0: to that ear. Okay.
2: Yeah. So there's stuff out there that you wouldn't know I did. Huh. Because I really wanted to make sure that their voice, whomever mm-hmm. the artist was, mm-hmm. was at the fore. And yeah. I think Marcus did that, except for the fact that his bass... His bass playing is so unique, mm. and his sound is so um, him. Yeah, you know, you know that whenever you hear his bass, you know it's him. Right. But that doesn't mean what's going on on top of it. Yeah. Isn't you know exactly what's right. necessary for the song. You know.
0: Do you, I? I know. You, obviously, you play drums once in a while.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Every <laughs> now and here and, then. and there, I That's dabble. Right. <laughs> you play piano. Mm-hmm. What else? I mean, I, I would assume you have. <laughs> So a couple instruments. A couple.
2: In high school, I couldn't play drums at all in the sense that I was the youngest person in all the ensembles. Okay. And so there was always an upperclassman mm. that was the drummer. Right. So um, that's how I learned how to really play piano. Yeah. Enough to, to play a gig, mm-hmm. you know. And then in orchestra, I always played um, flute. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you still? Like, could you pick it up and still
2: play? It? I could pick it up and get a sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could play a scale probably, but I, I probably couldn't play okay. play. Yeah, wow. mm-hmm. and then all, of course all the classical percussion stuff, so yeah. vibes, marimba, yeah. timpani, yeah. and all that, yeah. which are instruments in and of themselves. Right. What's yeah. your
0: favorite uh, percussion instrument outside? That's of That's not set? of a drum set. Yeah. Hmm.
2: <laughs> it depends. It really depends. Okay. I used to love the timpani. Okay. And so I think kind of the way my drumming style has evolved comes from that. Okay. Um, I just love the fact that, um. It was a pitched instrument, Yeah, but you could bang it. (laughs) You
0: know what I mean? Right. Yeah, Uh, I love hearing the timpanis tune. I don't know what it is. It's
2: a warm sound. It's so cool. And so my drums are tuned in a way that uh, the one review of the 400, the lady said, uh, and she's a classical person that also talks about jazz and kind of the intersection between the two art musics. She said, I've never heard a drummer use timpani before. I said, well, you still haven't. Because I don't. <laughs>
0: oh, you but, tune your set?
2: Yeah. Do you really? I do. I didn't
0: know that wow. was possible.
2: Yeah. It, it was made for me by a guy named uh, Bruce Hagwood okay. down in Virginia Beach. Okay. And he uses, well, I chose mahogany wood. Mm-hmm. So there's the outside and inside ply are mahogany. And the, the, the ply in between those is poplar. And it really helps the the warmth of the mahogany project. Oh, mm. okay. Wow. And so they carry pitch. And so I tune to a G minor pentatonic. Oh, my gosh. And so I can play hymns. I can yeah. play other melodies. I can play all kinds of stuff on there. Oh,
0: my gosh. I didn't even think that was possible. hmm I, I love the timpani because I was in Columbus Children's Choir mm-hmm. growing up. I think it was Columbus Symphony Orchestra Children's Choir at that it time. It was. And we did Carmina Burana. Mm-hmm which is an interesting piece in itself, but I sat right behind the timpani player. Mm-hmm. And it was always like, I was
2: like, oh, he's going to go again. I've <laughs> always loved that sound, you know? Yeah. And and so it's interesting because both of my parents have traveled to Africa. My mom only went once in the mm-hmm. 80s, but she brought back some drums and, and a tape of um, acapella choir with mm. African drums. Oh, yeah. And my dad's been, you know, 50 times or so because it's part of his research and right. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. He's always brought back stuff. And so I've grown up listening to instruments that were called talking drums. Mm-hmm. You know, there's literally an instrument that has strings mm-hmm. and you squeeze the drum and the pitch goes up oh and God. you let it go yeah. and the pitch goes down. So cool. What's you that know, called? Talking drum. Oh, it is? That, that is, is talking yeah. Okay. And, and I learned uh, later that in certain uh, ethnic groups, particularly uh on the West Coast and in the interior. I'm Mm -hmm. not so certain about South and East and North. Um, After going through the rites of passage, Mm -hmm. uh, people got drum names because the language was a tonal dialect, um, which meant that The pitches could be replicated on the talking drum, and so the drum could speak the language literally. Yeah. Wow. Right. Oh my god. And so I'm like, whoa, check this out, right?
1: So their name exists in just in just music. That's
2: isn't that amazing?
1: That's mental,
2: right? (laughs) And so you know, when you think about something tragic like slavery, and how you know. All of that culture is lost when yeah. you're taken away from that. Oh and then we're gosh. reprogrammed to a different rhythm. Right. Right. Because yeah. Western music is really based rhythmically on military mm-hmm. m- music. The rhythms. Four, four. Yeah. Four, four. Mm-hmm. Two, two, duple. Right. right. Yeah. Whereas African rhythm is more of a cyclical uh-huh. thing. Three against two. Right. So I'm like, oh, wait. So culturally, we're programmed to a different rhythm. Mm-hmm. And by extension, we've lost the language of the drum. Because in the West, I mean, we play drum sets all the time, but the drums don't speak no. right. in the same way, no. right? And so maybe I think that was my attraction to the timpani because as a drum that speaks through pitch, yeah. we can hear that right. because we're trained to hear melody yeah. in the West yeah. in terms of just the culture, right? right. right. And and so if you take that step one step further, uh-huh. take that one step further, maybe we can use pitch to communicate through rhythm. <laughs> And start to reconnect people to the language of the drum. Oh my gosh. And so I have my drum set designed to carry pitch. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so now I'm trying to figure out how to manipulate those pitches into language, which means I have to also learn a tonal dialect. Yeah. And be able to tell people, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing because it says this. Yeah. So that's my next thing. I love it. Yeah. That's
1: amazing. So much fun. That's amazing.
2: (laughs) You can never be bored. No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Keep going. Well, Well, it's the kind of thing, like,
1: I mean, it just had never occurred to me that that's something that is even possible, that there's an entire language hidden inside an instrument. And it makes absolute perfect sense, especially considering origins. And, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, uh, Yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah.
0: And I think people, like you said, the Western idea of putting a drum to assist in the the melody.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, drums are generally kind of background. I mean, occasionally foreground, but they're usually they're part of
2: the ensemble. Right. You get, you, know,
0: a, you, get some, you get some time when you're in a, a jazz player. group, you know? Yeah, yeah you get
2: a there's little solo. The there's always solo. That's right. Yeah, that's know, right. But, but you know, in many African cultures, the drum is, that is the primary the song, instrument. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's amazing. That and makes so the it melody. makes
2: sense. Uh-huh. Me. Yeah. Um, and then, cosmologically speaking, there are also cultures across the continent of Africa that believe that the drum is the first vibration. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So, in the beginning, yeah. there was the drum. Okay. Mm. Right, and the drum spoke, and then the world really? happened. Okay. Same in the Christian tr- mm-hmm. tradition. In the beginning, there was the word. Yeah. Right. The word is an expression of vibration, just like the drum. The
0: talking drum.
2: The talking oh drum. Right. Wow. And so
0: we're we're so mind blown. Right now. <laughs> 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 just, just like, Mark, you're not going
2: home. At
0: all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're going to
2: tell us oh, this is amazing. Yeah. And so that all leads up to the four hundred piece yeah. because uh, twenty nineteen being the uh, 400th commemoration of the first uh, Dutch ships mm-hmm. landing in North America with yeah. enslaved Africans. Mm-hmm. I felt like we had to do something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Artistically, you have right. to kind of tell the story back yeah. to the narrative, yeah. right? Yeah. But Stokely Carmichael Kwame Ture says that if you start with something like slavery, mm-hmm. it's really hard to overcome that because mm-hmm. it's all encompass- yeah. encompassing, yeah. like that trauma, yeah. right? It, yeah, is huge. You know, yeah. We still talk about slavery. Our Jewish brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. still talk about the Holocaust because those things are just huge, right? And so I wanted to use art to acknowledge the trauma Mm -hmm. but also point a way to overcome it, point Mm -hmm. to a direction maybe or a possibility Mm -hmm. of of what would happen if we all kind of work to come together as human beings, Mm -hmm. right? But that means you have to start— before the trauma right. at a place where you were healthy, happy and whole mm-hmm. as a human being. Right. 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 And that's where the research on the drum and the mm-hmm. language and all that kind of yeah. stuff came from, because I was right. trying to figure out, well, when was that? Yeah. <laughs> in the beginning. You know, In the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. No? But and, the,
0: I, it really kind of does. The, yeah. It's like the fall, you know.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so. That's what we did. And that's how we ended okay. up with 12 albums because you had to tell. That's a
0: lot of story to tell. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You have to tell. But it, and we didn't get everything, which right. is crazy. But you have to start with pre colonial African history mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when, as just straight up human beings, we were in control of our own destiny for right. all intents and purposes. Yeah. Not perfect by any stretch of the right. imagination. We had issues yeah. as anybody would. Yeah. But we weren't chattel. Right. Right. Then you have to deal with the trauma of the event itself, Mm -hmm. right, which many uh, call the Ma'afa, which is a Kiswahili term for great tragedy. Mm -hmm. And a lot of African-centered historians say it starts around that 1619 time in North America for about 100 years before, 150 years or so. It had been going on in the um, South America and Caribbean areas. Uh, But then the triangle started you know, mm-hmm. with the North American slave trade. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, it persists mm-hmm. because uh, have you seen the reconstruction uh, PBS documentary that no. aired this mm-hmm. week? I have not, oh, it's brilliant. You, yeah. you got to watch it. I mean, the stories okay. are amazing, but yeah. you yeah. learn so much about post slavery America okay. where people were enfranchised. Yeah. Right. We had, um, Former enslaved people who are now senators mm-hmm. and contributing. I mean, public school came out of that, yeah. um, all kind of great yeah. stuff. Yeah. And then we have this era called the Nadir where everything just reverts. Yeah. You know, yeah. a- after the Civil War, and the South says, hey, we didn't really lose. <laughs> yeah. We-, we just got beat. So yeah. we're going to kind of reframe things and-, and politically take over. And it- it's just kind of crazy. There, you yeah. know, and so we have to understand. That in this country, all of that still exists. Yeah. You know, in terms of people being disenfranchised because of their um, class status, because of their skin color, because of their gender, because of all of that. Right. So how do we overcome that? Well, James Baldwin said not everything faced can be changed, but Mm. nothing can be changed until it's faced. So we start with that first segment where we were healthy, happy and whole. Right. Then we go through the event, the journey. What was
0: the Kiswahili term again?
2: Ma'afa. Ma'afa. Ma'afa mm-hmm. okay. And that kind of level sets mm. Right So we have not always been that yeah. But that's where we are mm. And then I think great art is really purposed To help us see who we are And by introducing us to ourselves We see each other mm. Mm. And it's in seeing each other That we can really move forward right. mm. You know And so we come out of the Ma'afa Into the future Uh-huh. Yeah I don't know what that is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. But there's a there's a but hope there's a, in there. It's, there's it's a hope. not the That's right. sitting in the tragedy and
2: absolutely. Right. And and for the purpose of, of storytelling, it's almost palindramatic because mm-hmm. the last section, the last third, last four albums goes yeah. back to yeah. kind of that sense of healthy, happy whole. Cyclical. You know, it, yeah. it is cyclical. Yeah. You know, so oh how gosh. do we find that together? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And so the work says we have to acknowledge. Yeah. That we collectively as Americans have gone through this thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And once we acknowledge that, we just deal with it. Yeah. It's like any relationship. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> OK. I can't change you. Yeah, but that's right. OK, but, okay, okay anyway. let's move forward. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And so all of that study about African drumming and trying to figure out uh-huh. a way to play that represents and reflects that history uh-huh. while still honoring. You know, the great jazz drummers like Max Roach and Tony Williams and Elvin Jones yeah. and all that kind of stuff. It all comes to bear in this thing. Mm.
0: We're going to link the. Oh, yeah, cool. Okay. Okay. Where, where
2: can people too. find your music? Uh, MarkLomaxii.com. Okay. Yep. I'm Mark Lomax II. the second. The mm-hmm.
0: second. I just thought you'd put a couple eyes behind your name. That'd be
2: fun. Postmodern. He's <laughs> <laughs> just there because in Mark the Lomaxee. Yes. E- <laughs> Make
0: sure they're lowercase, like EE companies. Yes. You know. You, right. 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 <laughs> but
2: you know, there's another Mark Lomax here in Columbus. I oh, is there it is that how? And so, he, he must be destroyed alive. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's cool. He's, he's, he's wherever you are, Lomax. That's right. <laughs> what does he do? He's a, a CEO of a company I think makes um, shower doors or something <laughs> like that. <laughs>
0: well, you guys have such mm-hmm. similar careers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: What's crazy, my brother's name is Steven, and his brother's name is Steven. Oh, that's, that's weird. crazy. Yeah. Wow. So weird. Yeah. So, but, cool. you know, so I put the I I to differentiate myself from that no, no, Mark Lomax I, that makes sense. and my dad, who's also Dr. Mark Lomax. Well, that's
0: true. Are you a doctor? I am. You're a doctor. Holy cow.
2: Wow. Yeah. So Where'd you my mail gets confused then? a lot.
0: Yeah. Oh, you? Okay.
2: Yeah. Wow. Again, by default, it's the only school in the region that has a doctorate program in composition. Really? Wow. So, I yep. That. That's why I went there. Well,
0: I mean, it was close by.
2: It was close. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I didn't have a great time, but I'm done. So yeah. mm. <laughs> I like that's it. That's amazing. Yeah. Mark,
0: you are amazing. I, I want. Oh, thank
2: you. I awesome.
0: selfishly want to have you back on to play live. But that's. That would be cool. I want to make that happen. So.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so d- my d- saxophone. D- so I do solo concerts. Yeah. We could do that. That would be fun. That'd but be fun. We're doing a duo concert at the Wex, May 31st. OK. So my saxophone player will be in town if you want to do. What's your yeah. saxophone player's name again? Edwin Bayard. Eddie Bayard. OK.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. May 31st yeah.
2: yeah I love it I think it was that it. That sounds cool cool that sounds awesome. really cool Mark thank
0: yeah. you so much thanks for having me you're
2: the best it's cool <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry it took so long to get stop it everything cool <laughs> <but> yeah this
0: is great and thank you for listening to Spankers
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs>